I really like somebody that can look at a situation and analyze it and come up with such a creative solution to it that it just astonishes me. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. We just heard the other day that President Trump doesn't get to uh, claim presidential immunity for some of this stuff with uh, Jack Smith, right? I believe this is with Jack Smith. Now, here's a problem with this. Uh, what they said is that the presidential immunity is lifted when President Trump becomes citizen Trump. And everybody's sitting back going, well, okay, so justice for all, I guess, maybe, sort of, I don't know. But here's the thing. If this is the way this works out, and Trump still manages to get reelected, then this means that the next guy that he's going to appoint to the DOJ is going to have a couple of sets of orders. And those couple of sets of orders are going to be go after Obama and go after Biden. Maybe even go after Clinton. Because this will be the precedent that is set up. And here is the delicious irony of all of this. Some of the Democrats realize this. Some of the Democrats realize this. The Obama administration, everybody in the Obama administration should be in jail, starting with Eric Holder, Hillary Clinton, whoever was, whoever was the head of the FBI at the time, just off of Operation Fast and Furious. That led to the known deaths of the known 300, which has been the same number since 2012 when it first came out. We know we lost two law enforcement people due to that, due to Operation Fast and Furious, due to the guns that they let walk. And uh, this was not just the DOJ and it wasn't the EATF. This was the entirety of the executive branch. Just about. Everybody, especially everybody in law enforcement and the State Department. The State Department, you know, Hillary, the reason Hillary Clinton is uh, complicit in this, she never called the judiciary of uh, Mexico and said, we're letting guns walk into your, into your country and we're not even tracing where they're going. We're just doing this because we want more gun control here. And then, even after it was all blown, they went ahead and passed the rules anyway. So, yeah, some members of uh, the Obama administration should definitely get the new wardrobe and the plastic slip-on shoes. And the new bracelets. This, uh, you know, we're talking about presidents 42, 43, 44. Maybe, uh, you know, they'll leave Jimmy Carter alone. <laughs> so, I mean... And, and this is what it comes down to. This is this is where this is where it really gets interesting because this is going to go to the Supreme Court. Now, the D.C. Circuit did not rule on a narrow enough ground. They could have said it was about electioneering. They could have said it was not part of his official duties. They did not do that. They were just way too broad. And now the Supreme Court is going to have to take up a Trump appeal. And if they do not give in and give into the Trump appeal, then that means every person that has ever been president that is alive, it will be open game on them once they get out of office. 
So, and this is just another one of those norms that the Democrats have set fire to and rolled down into the dumpster and said, oh, look at the pretty flames. Look at the light it gives. I'm so happy I'm warm. Bring me the marshmallows. They played it like a game, and they, they've gone after the one guy. They just absolutely, I mean, Trump lives in their head rent-free. Trump has gotten out there, and he's left his opponents with only bad choices. But this is what happens when you activate lawfare. They've decided to throw the book at one man because it was promised to take him down during the campaign or you just don't like him or whatever that. And this is Banana Republic stuff. And it's a, it's a good way to make the next president illegitimate no matter who wins. It is, it is such a destabilizing thing that they have done to the country. Now, hopefully, we can have a restoration of sanity to a certain degree, right? Now, this is not to excuse the criminal enterprises of various presidents, but we have to make a call somewhere somehow. I'm glad I don't have to do it. I, I would be in... Uh, I would be in dire straits if I was the one having to do it. But for the Supreme Court justices, whatever they do is going to have long-lasting ramifications, I think. <laughs> I think, you know. It boils down to this and this only. If we're a federal republic and we hold real free elections with a high degree of integrity, we will choose who we want, thank you, and if they turn out to be subpar, we will suffer. We will live, we will vote, we will suffer, we will die. Thank you, overlords. Very, you don't have to do anything to let this happen. All you got to do is just get out of the way and let the, let the country run the way it's supposed to run itself. I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm being asked on the text line if this took place while Trump was in office and while he had, or while he was citizen Trump when he, yeah, it all happened when he, he was in office. Yeah. So he had immunity when that happened, but that doesn't matter. I mean, all this other stuff, all the stuff, except for the stuff that Smith's going after him for, and the stuff that Fannie Willis is going after him for, which that's falling apart too, because it's, I mean, the, 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 the Democrats have been doing that for years. The Democrats are, have been doing that for years. Election denying, trying to keep it from being certified. Now, some would look at that and say, they're just so competitive. I look at it and say they're just Democrats. That's what they do. And the big problem here is that we do not fight the Democrats with their own rules. We need to force the Democrats to play by their own rules. We don't do it. We should because they hate that. They can't stand that. And see, that's why they hate Trump. Trump walks around with Saul Alinsky's little book in his back pocket. And when somebody comes up and does a little tap dance up on him and tries to ask him this stuff, he takes it out and slaps him in the face with it. He isolates them, he ridicules them, he moves on. It's funny. It's funny to watch because they can dish it out, but they cannot take it. Now, 
the anti-Trumpistas that are out there, if the Supreme Court comes out and they find that, yes, Trump did have presidential immunity during that time. And, you know, I kind of think maybe they should have presidential immunity. And we need to look at what these guys do and remember this and not forget it. But we also need to realize that they got voted in. Does that make some of the stuff they do wrong, some of the criminal enterprises they do wrong? No, it does not. But it's much the way, and with the exception of Biden, okay? Barack Obama got elected by a lot of white people. And during the McCain, during the McCain era, when he was running against Barack Obama, I'll bet you a bunch of Republicans crossed over and voted for him too. Because of the kind of campaign he ran versus the kind of campaign McCain ran. McCain never came from that uh, from the forest where the presidential timber is. It was just his turn. Him, Dole, Romney. They're not presidential, never were. They, they, they just waited till it was their turn. Then they then they fumbled the ball. It all boils down to the fact that this all should come down to the will of the voters. Uh, these guys are getting way too deep into the weeds with what they think their role is. It will cost them. It will cost them. If this is allowed to stand and uh, he does not have presidential immunity, then none of them do when they are not presidential again, when they're no longer in the office. And that means they're all fair game. Congratulations, Democrats. You got what you wanted. Be careful what you wish for. Sometimes that boomerang comes back and hits you right in the mouth. The resident has gotten out there, and he, he in his in his fight against fossil fuel, he's decided to uh, take a pause on the exports of liquid natural gas. In so doing, while he was out there scoring those points, he absolutely destroyed every other little part of his little agenda to be a totalitarian. And instead, now the real totalitarians get to take over his thunder. That when we get back. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. Let me set the stage for you. The other day, he tottered up to the uh, podium, made a declaration, walked off, got some soft serve, and started watching Matlock on TV land. But he didn't even know what he had done. Carpro.com call line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Uh, and we're streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, X page, Instagram page, and Rumble page. Turn the page. So Biden got out there and he put a pause on exports of liquefied natural gas. And then, as and, and apparently, I don't know if nobody knew this was coming. Which all of a sudden, this also throws into uh, throws into question. Everybody's been like, "Who's pulling whose chain? Who's who's making him dance?" This right here, I don't think anybody, I think this was a Joe Biden thing. Because when the course struck up, they were like, this undermines your climate agenda. It jeopardizes national security. It empowers Russia and Iran. And it messes up our allies. <laughs> See, what this has done, right? Right now in Europe, 
where they tried to go green, they've been freezing. They've been having blackouts. They've been having a lot of stuff. They shut down all of their nuclear, and they've gone all in on green. Germany, England, all these other places. And so they have to go out and uh, rely on this stuff. And when it doesn't happen, then they have to find natural gas to augment it because they've shut down all of their stuff. So they're either going to have to go to coal in some cases because coal is relatively easy to fire up uh, or natural gas from Russia or Iran. See how this works out? And... Uh, And then you get Ohio Democratic Representative Tim Ryan. He admitted in a post on X that the halt was a major political issue that the Democrats have just put themselves squarely on the wrong side of. Pennsylvania Senators John Fetterman and Bob Casey Jr. said in a joint statement to the Washington Examiner that as senators who represent the second largest natural gas producing state, they were going to push Biden to undo his decision as the red pilling continues with Fetterman. Statement said this industry has created good-paying energy jobs in towns and communities across the Commonwealth and has played a critical role in promoting U.S. energy independence. They don't know what the immediate impact on Pennsylvania is going to be, but they have deep concerns about the long-term impact this pause will have on the thousands of jobs in Pennsylvania's natural gas industry. This is what happens when you have an incompetent, demented, meat, you know, mummified meat puppet walking through as your president, your commander-in-chief, the main guy, the big dog, whatever you want to call him. When he's out there, when he's out there doing this kind of stuff, he just walks away blithely from it, sits back and goes, I am a master statesman. Did you just see what I said? I'd like, I'd like chocolate today. I'd like chocolate and a waffle cone. Chocolate and a waffle cone. Where's my clicker? Now, right now, we're being told this is a decision to shore up young people and climate activists for the November election, especially when he decided his decision was based on heeding the calls of young people. And he said the MAGA Republicans willingly or willfully deny the urgency of the climate crisis. So, you know. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm surrounded by fossil fuels right now as I'm sitting here. I, I'm, I'm surrounded by it. And if there's no fossil fuel, there's no studio. There's no radio. As a matter of fact, most of this stuff goes away. No mobile phones. Oh, no. And... Uh, I'm being told, uh, did, did he call in, Did he call us and tell us that? So somebody says that, let me, let me look at that again. Let me just see what that said again. Bob from Tryon disagrees that Biden is pulling the strings. Okay, well, that's great. Who do you think is? Who's, who's going to take credit for that one? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Are you there? Yes, sir. Ah, you just said. You think Biden is pulling the strings and not Obama's people? Have you seen this guy recently? I'm just talking about this one thing with liquefied natural gas. Joe, Joe has no idea what the hell liquefied natural gas is. Well, he may not, but I mean, if, if he's got people out there, I, I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that he has a bunch of people doing a lot of things, flipping a lot of switches that he's not even aware of. But what I am saying is that it looks like this caught the Democrats completely flat-footed. And that just makes me wonder 
if this is if this is an autonomous Joe Biden decision? Well, stop wondering. It's not. It's part of the cabal that started with Obama to absolutely destroy this country. And so far, they're succeeding gloriously. And, and you base this particular decision on what part? The border. No, 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 no. Why did he decide to pause liquefied natural gas going out as an export? As part of the, pro, uh, the, uh, the project of undoing the country. I, I think this guy is surrounded by people who have evil intentions about what America is, what America was, what America could be. Mm. Can you imagine what would have happened if all of the Republicans in Congress had gotten behind Trump the first time around? Well, I, I've tried to imagine that, but right now, since that's a past thing, I'm, I don't, I'm not... I'm not really interested in wasting a lot of time on it at the moment. Okay. All right. I, I just don't see Biden pulling any strings. I okay. see people pulling his strings. Well, I, I agree with you that on a lot of things they are. I just think this is one that slipped past him. I think okay. this, this is one that he, he, I think this is one of his things that he thought he was going to do. Because Joe Biden thinks he's a hip dude. He thinks he's a geriatric Ferris Bueller. <laughs> he thinks everybody loves him and he's doing this he's doing this for the kids and he's out there making that note and everything somebody told him that was a smoking hot idea and you got people like mary landrew out against it you got a bunch of democrat senators you got a bunch of democrat uh, representatives they don't like it uh, a lot of none of our uh, none of these guys that have been listening to him on the green agenda like it either so that that's that's where that's where i, I think this caught somebody what you said is exactly true somebody told him he does not have an original thought anymore. Well, but I, I think he probably acted on that. He, they let him totter up and talk all the time. That, that's the damnedest thing. I, I've never understood that. You're going to let him talk, really? Why don't you just put out a statement, he said, because he's too busy in the middle of a Matlock marathon on TV land or something. That's what I'd be doing, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. I, you're, you're, yes, sir. I mean, I, I think you're 100% right most of the time. This one is just curious to me. Okay, we disagree. Okay, well, that's all, that's always fine. I I love disagreements. Sometimes I don't mind being wrong. If you can tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on right now. Anyway, uh, having said all of that, of course, uh, now the Democrats are going to have to pull this back, and I don't know how they're going to do it. And a bunch of uh, people in Japan and. Uh, the in, in Europe, they're all sitting back going, uh, wait a minute, this is not good. This is not d good. Mary Durbin, president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Global Energy Institute, calls this an unforced error on the president's and the administration's part. Chris Coons, Democrat senator from Delaware, said we need to be really careful about this. Durbin, he gets it as many Democrats that are looking at us going, why is this happening? Okay. That's enough of them for me to sit back and say they got caught flat-footed. When we get back, do you know one of the things they want? I find this hilarious. They want an all-electric military. Some things you just can't make up. You can't make these things up. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
I saw this deep fake video that was hilarious. And if you didn't know it was a deep fake, you might fall for it. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on just about everything known to man except for MySpace, which is no longer up there. The other day, I saw this video that showed supposedly Greta Thunberg promoting environmentally conscious warfare. And it went all across the uh, all across the web. It was all based on her new book, Vegan Wars by Greta Thunberg. And uh, in, in, in the video, she says, if we want to continue fighting battles like environmentally conscious humans, we must make the change to sustainable tanks. There are so many new concepts for battery-powered fighter jets that can carry biodegradable missiles. But then in a, uh, in a community note that this is on X and a community note to it, um, this was actually a deep fake creation. It was digitally, digitally altered. And her mouth and her voice were deep faked. And you can find it on YouTube. Just go look for Greta Thunberg Vegan Wars and go watch it. It's funny. <clears throat> now, <laughs> normally, <clears throat> I would not sit back and look at that and satirize that stupidity because it's just so tragically probably true. But they're also a little eerie when you sit back and you take them into consideration. And then <clears throat> here's an article that is real by uh, Hope Hodge Sack and published by the National Defense Magazine for their latest February issue. Electric vehicles. As tactical EV plans take shape, Army charges ahead, Marines stay cautious. Okay, what are we talking about here? When green energy entrepreneur and researcher Tom Holm invited Defense Department personnel to a first-of-its-kind tactical electrical vehicle expo in San Diego last September, some 500 stakeholders and decision-makers from across the military services showed up. The event was so well-received that it's expanding in 2024 with a transition from TEVX to TEVCON, a full-blown convention for those invested in the challenge of weaning the vehicles that carry troops into combat off their conventional fuel sources in favor of more green and sustainable electrical power. What a smoking hot idea. What, are, what kind of batteries are we going to have in those? What kind of batteries are we going to have in those? Are we going to have lithium-ion batteries? <gasps> Won't that be fun? The, the Pentagon has adopted a sustainability plan. And the White House has a goal of making every vehicle in the U.S. military climate friendly. And in this article, they talk about all electric tanks in the future. And they're just going to, they're going to, I guess they'll have it mounted on top. That'll be some, or maybe they'll have it inside. I don't know. I don't know how big these things are going to be. Because they're also going to have to pull a battery-powered uh, portable generator for them or a gas-powered generator, or a diesel-powered generator, for some quick battlefield top-offs. But the prospect that this generator is really a battery storing an extra charge is almost worse, because it means that there are two lithium targets aboard a military asset now. And what do you think would happen? Hmm, let me think. Let me think. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 
they're all going to go up like a like a Roman candle. The fir- I mean, the first time those batteries, I, where are they going to bury these batteries in deep enough? They've got to be able to, okay, with a military vehicle, you've got to be able to service it. You have this thing called operational readiness that you have to keep in mind. You have X amount of vehicles on hand, and you're going to have a percentage of those actually deployable at any given time because all the rest of them are going to be deadlined because they're machines and they break. <clears throat> That's just the way it is. And uh, I think it's a really smoking hot idea to get, saddle up in a vehicle, send into combat with two components that if they're hit by any sort of enemy fire, artillery fire, weaponry, any sort of upward blowing up uh, mine, any any sort of drone dropping a grenade inside the open hatchway, whatever it is, it's going to go up like a Roman candle and they're not even going to be able to put it out because of that thermal runaway. And other than that, it sounds like a great plan. And, and okay, the texter gets it too. This doesn't even take into consideration all of the solid-state connections you're going to have to have, which means uh, they would try very... You would If we started having electric... <laughs> if we had electric uh, M1s and electric Bradleys and electric uh, self-propelled guns and all you know all of these uh, troop carriers and electric aircraft and all this other stuff, they would just wait till we had a nice big cluster of them in, in some place and pop an EMP. And, oh, yeah, they're going to be battle-hardened. and some, But some of them are going to go down. Some of them are going to go down. So without even actually getting involved with us and risking any sort of uh, damage at all to themselves, they take, they turn the idea of an EMP being a last-ditch effect, they turn this into a force multiplier and just take out the entire fleet without killing us. What a great idea. But then there's that whole, remember the optimal window of temperature that they have? You know, you got to be in a, what is it, 56 to 83 degrees? What happens if you end up in Russia or China or Iran or the Middle East or even here? What if we have to do it here? I guess the entire planet. <laughs> and are we going to pre, pre, uh, pre-position the charging stations for these? Where are we going to put those at? See, right now we can fly fuel and we can keep an Air Force in the air all day long, all week long if they can stay awake. And right, we can't do that. We can't do that with electric-powered vehicles because they'd have to stay plugged in a huge percentage of the time because I can't imagine what kind of battery use you're going to get out of a jet that's flying supersonic. And how much is it going to weigh? And how many weapons is it going to be able to carry? And how big is it going to be? So, yeah, I think it's a superb idea to get out and electrify everything we've got. What a great idea. Yeah. Climate-friendly, but very deadly for humans. What a great idea. What a great idea. What happens? <laughs> Everybody's got, you know, these lithium-ion batteries, they, get, they develop what is referred to as a memory. So their charging and length of time that they'll stay on a charge is bad. So what if what if you're out there and you're in the middle of a dogfight and it's in a high temperature and you've got a battery that has uh, got a big memory on it. All of a sudden you're you're making this hard turn and you're all top gun and everything. And all of a sudden you just run out of power and you just fall out of the sky. These are just some of the things I think about. You know what? The big problem for the Democrats is today the five second attention span is getting longer. That's an issue. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D.
They call it the five-second rule. They, 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 they think this is just the way you live, and uh, that's their problem. Uh, carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. You know, the five-second rule, if, it, if you drop it on the floor and pick it up in less than five seconds, <laughs> that's how it works with the Democrats. Uh, stuff happens has always been their attitude, but the, you know, and, and you have a very short memory. And they're counting on that. But the voters seem to be waking up. Now, a lot of people in the United States, in government and in the media, believe that they can live their lives differently than the way their parents or their parents' parents did. They think they can rewrite all the rules for living. They think they can prioritize their wants and desires over their responsibilities to themselves. And they think they can reject reality entirely. And unfortunately, that's catching on. That's, uh, you know, the, the, the idea here is, is beginning to burn itself behind them. They're painting themselves into the corner, whatever cliche you want. Watch John Kirby, National Security Spokeshole. Watch him repeat the constant refrain that will retaliate for the death of Americans in a time and place of our choosing. That doesn't mean anything. How about you do this? How about <clears throat> you actually order a strike, film it, let us watch the film as you're saying, this is what we did when we when we went to the time of our choosing. Then I might, I might believe you, but after watching the deep fake of Greta Thunberg the other day, who knows? Iran is going to do real stuff. And we're going to still continue to hear the platitudes. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley burned out in, in, in New Hampshire, but that's proof that she has momentum. But 70% of the Haley voters in New Hampshire were not registered Republicans. And they were in New Hampshire. She's not becoming the president of New Hampshire. The reality of our unpopularity of the base is already yesterday's news in the media, but the voters are beginning to notice. Gavin Newsom. It was a huge surprise to hear from a shopper at Target that the policies that sound good to him have a negative consequence. Alvin Bragg in, in New York and other politicians mean that illegal aliens who beat police officers instantly released from jail. And there will be no repercussions after they skip town, even though they've already been arrested in Arizona. But for the Democrats, there's nothing to see. Nothing to see here. It's already been memory hold, but the voters are noticing. California's passed an equity law for electrical bills. And uh, that means electricity rates are up 120% over the last 10 years, even as they experience rolling brownouts. And voters are getting angry about this. Trump, every time he turns around, Trump can tie his shoes and they're coming after him for it. The fact that the Republicans are pushing back by choosing Trump as their chosen candidate tells you people are saying, I guess stuff happens and move on. Now, the progressives were doing well by saying that since October 7th, either Israel is worse than Hamas until it emerged that UNRWA, funded by our dollars, supported Hamas, even participating in October 7th. Biden and the U.N. are buddy-buddy with Hamas and Iran, not the U.S. or Israel. Biden needs you to believe that everything is hunky-dory. But the happiness index is in the, in the toilet, so that's not going to work out. We have spent two generations being dumbed down and avoiding the truth. 
And the five-second rule allowed everything to be memory hold because we've always been shown the shiny thing. And it's very interesting that, you know, Biden's already been told by the Supreme Court, for example, that he can't forgive student loan debt, and yet he still plods on with this. He defies them in doing it. And now he's uh, putting the halt on the liquefied natural gas because he says he's trying to cozy up to the kids because, like I said, he thinks he's fair as Bueller. He's a righteous dude. But all what you look around, when you look what's on the floor that the Democrats leave behind him, you see a bunch of failed policy. You see a bunch of fentanyl death. You see a bunch of crime. You see a bunch of broken borders. And that chaos that Nikki Haley's talking about, there is chaos, but it's brought to you by the Democrats. Everything happening to Trump that's chaotic, brought to you by the Democrats. Five-second rule is just not working anymore. So while you're sitting out there and there's going to be some of you that are like, what can we do? We can't do nothing. I mean, I can see it in some of the text lines that I'm seeing on here. And uh, text coming over the text line, excuse me. And, uh, I, I, you know, don't let this defeat you. This is not, you know. As long as you're up and around and you are active and, you know, being activist, um, you're meeting them head on. They're not built for that. They need for you to go along, not meet them head on. Meeting them head on means they don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. The salvation of this country is in you, the individual, the volunteer. You're the ones that make up the things that drive what goes on in the state. I know right now in the United, here in the state of South Carolina, we need to uh, throw whoever's driving that car out of the driver's seat and uh, take that one back over. And we're working on it, and we'll do it if we have the will. But we won't do it if we do not try. And uh, that's the thing. Just don't, don't, you know, hold your heads up. We're still the greatest nation on earth. Everybody wants to come here. And the reason we're the greatest nation on earth is because of something you do every day. So I believe that. Talk to you in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.